0: Let us pray. Almighty God, at this time we turn our hearts to your word. We ask that you bless the reading of it, the proclamation of it, the hearing of it, and the application of it. We ask that this word will make its way into our hearts And that through the power of your spirit, it will transform us in some way, that it will sanctify us, that it will move us deeper in our relationship with you. And that it will make us a better version of ourselves, a clearer picture of who we are in Christ Jesus. And that it will move us closer to becoming the person that you created us to be. Lord, we ask that as we spend this time in the presence of each other, in the presence of your spirit, that you breathe on us, that you move on us, and through your power let us know that you are here with us and bless this time that we have in your presence. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand if you are able for the reading of the word. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 21. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. It would be a little bit strange for me to stand up here today on March the 11th and say to you, Happy New Year. We are two months, two and a half months almost, into the year. We're still in the early parts of the year, but the new has kind of worn off, hasn't it? We start off in January. We start off in 2018 saying this is a new year, a new opportunity for whatever, whatever our goal is by this time of the year, we are no longer thinking of 2018 as a new year. And so we don't say Happy New Year to each other. There's an episode of Seinfeld uh, that... You know, what I like about Seinfeld is, is they have these just everyday conversations that sound like something, you know, just any ordinary person would say. But we can all relate to them. And there's this one episode that begins with Elaine telling Jerry, Can you believe... Someone said, Happy New Year to me today. It's February. And he said, I once got Happy New year in March. And he said, it's pathetic. Now, I don't want to sound pathetic, so I'm not going to say Happy New Year to you. But I do want to remind you that at the beginning of this year, the beginning of 2018, we decided to start this sermon series on, on John and talk about the new experience we can have in Jesus Christ in this year. And we said that with the, uh, the routine, thinking of, of religion and thinking of our relationship with Jesus Christ in a one-dimensional way, it can become stale. But, but the gospel is never meant to be stale. Jesus is never meant to be stale. And so the whole goal, the whole point of this series so far is for us to renew that experience, the daily experience we have with Jesus Christ. And I hope that this series so far has done that that for you. We experience Jesus on a day-to-day basis, and we say experience in the present tense. We don't say we experienced him once in our lives and it made a profound impact, and now we are who we are. Hopefully that is the case, but we continue to experience him. We continue to talk to him, to speak to him. But not only that, we continue to look for ways in which he speaks to us whether it's through scripture, whether it's through prayers, whether it's through uh, that still small voice when we are silent before him, whether it's through other people, we expect to experience Jesus in our lives. Some of you have probably heard of the controversy that that went on with Joy Behar on The View when she made fun of Mike Pence for saying that, that Jesus spoke to him. And she said, it's one thing to talk to Jesus, but when you think Jesus speaks to you, that's called mental illness. Now, what she said is, is very offensive to, to a believer because we believe that Jesus does speak to us. Not in this clear, audible voice that parts the clouds and comes down out of heaven and, and just zaps us on the forehead. But Jesus speaks to us in a myriad of ways. Through people, through circumstances, through situations. Through situations. And so the whole idea uh, of, of diving into the Word and rediscovering this Gospel of John is to look at the ways in which Jesus does manifest himself to us. And so as we talk about experiencing Jesus, the question that keeps coming up is how? How is it possible for us to experience Jesus in the 21st century where we are in this culture, in this age, surrounded by the people we are, how can we experience Jesus? And then Jesus gives us the answer in this passage. It's through the Advocate, through the Holy Spirit that God sends to us. Next weekend is St. Patrick's Day, the 17th. It falls on a Saturday, but this will be the final Sunday before St. Patrick's Day. Now, I always like St. Patrick's Day because... Um, I've got Irish heritage, of course, but but I, I just really love this story of St. Patrick. He wasn't Irish. A lot of people don't realize that. He wasn't Irish. He was actually kidnapped by Irish pirates, and he was a slave. And while he was there in bondage in Ireland, he became a missionary to the people of Ireland. And he brought Christianity to the nation. And now Ireland considers itself a, a mostly Christian nation, and they... They honor him. They respect him as one of the great saints of the church who brought Jesus Christ to Ireland. One of the uh, things that St. That Patrick is, is known for is the uh, what, what is commonly referred to as the St. Patrick Prayer. Sometimes it's called the Breastplate Prayer because people would put it on their shield. Uh, sometimes it's called the Morning Prayer. But I want, to, I want to read that prayer to you right now. I arise today... Through the strength of heaven, light of the sun, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of the wind, depth of the sea, stability of the earth, firmness of the rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me. God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me, a and a near, alone or in a multitude. And as we talk about experiencing Jesus today, and as we talk about the way Jesus Christ is made real to us, I want us to especially take note of the way St. Patrick ends this prayer. He says, Christ, shield me today against wounding. Christ with me, Christ before me. Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the eye that sees me, Christ in the ear that hears me, I arise today through the mighty strength of the Lord of creation. St. Patrick was talking about the very real, omnipotent presence of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who is with us, around us, before us, behind us, within us. Who speaks to us, who speaks through us. But again, how? How can this person of Jesus, this physical being who lived 2,000 years ago, be in all of these places? And that's what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus knew that he was about to go join his father. He knew that that the crucifixion, it was happening. This this was the week. And he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, this is going to happen. I'm going to die. You're going to watch me die. And then he knew that he would, he would raise again, but he also knew shortly after that he was ascended to heaven uh, for good as a physical being. And so he's talking to his disciples for, the, for uh, one of the final times, and he's telling them, look, people aren't going to understand what's about to happen, but I'm telling you, the world will see me no more. They will say that I'm dead. They will say that I'm history. But you need to know better. You need to know that I am not going to leave you as orphans. I am still going to be with you. I am going to rejoin my father, but I'm going to still be with you. And they were all scratching their heads saying, none of this makes sense. What in the world are you talking about? But Jesus knew that he was about to become much more than a historical figure. The Father had manifested himself through the physical person of Jesus Christ. But now that person, the physical person, the Son, was to return to the Father. But that wasn't going to be the end of it. Jesus said, the Father, who I will be with, will send the Spirit. So that all of us here can experience the fullness of both the Father and the Son even as we live these mortal lives on earth. And we experience this through the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Trinity, God in three persons. St. Patrick talked a lot about the Trinity. That was central to his, uh, his evangelism there in Ireland. We experience the fullness of God the Father and the fullness of Jesus Christ the Son through the presence of the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the helper that Jesus said Is on the way. Now, sometimes the presence of the Holy Spirit can be seen; it can be felt; it is very real. There have been times in my life where I just know the Holy Spirit is present. I can see it at work. There's no other way to put it. There's no way around it. But then there are times where we don't see it. It's behind the scenes, or maybe we're just blind to it, or maybe we don't recognize it. But God is always working for us behind the scenes somehow or another through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. When I was younger, I used to love watching the Andy Griffith Show. Now, I know some of you in here are, are old enough to remember when it first aired. I'm, I'm not quite that old, but I can remember a time before satellite television, before Netflix, where you can just watch any episode on demand, and before MeTV and TV Land. When I was a child, the episodes were already about 20 years old. But the only time that I could really see them was at 11.05 on weeknights, WLTZ in Columbus. It would come on, at, not at 11 o'clock, Al Fleming would come on and do the news for five minutes. But when he was done at 11.05, the Andy Griffith Show would come on. And if it was spring break or summer break or if it was a Friday night, my parents would let me stay up and watch it. And it was a very special treat. I, I loved being able to watch the Andy Griffith Show. But one thing that was very notable of that show was that Barney was always messing something up and Andy was always bailing him out, and then in the end, Barney would always get all smug and proud, like he had thought he had done something great himself. There was one episode uh, where Barney could not sing in the choir, and his voice was or his his voice was terrible. But he wanted to sing. He had the solo. So Andy arranged for another man to be standing behind the curtain and sing, and and told Barney just to whisper through this special. Super magic microphone, and his voice would come out sounding great. And so Andy was behind the scenes setting all that up. There was another episode where Barney let a convict escape. And Andy finds him, ties him up to a tree, and then Barney comes along and lets him go again. And so Andy has to find him again. And then there's countless episodes where Barney locks himself in the cell, and Andy has to let him out. This is a recurring theme throughout the show. But as a child, what I never could understand is why is it Andy never takes credit? When Barney is feeling smug and proud about himself for what he's done, how come Andy never tells him, look, I did that. I set all that up. As a child, I didn't understand that. As I get older, I do. And when I think about the work of the Holy Spirit, I think that there's a good analogy there. Because the Holy Spirit is often coming behind us and cleaning up our messes. Fixing situations we've got ourselves into. Working things out for our good, for our benefit. Getting us out of things that we've, trouble that we've gotten ourselves into. And somehow or another, we tend to do like Barney and think that we've done it ourselves. When we come out on the other side unscathed, we have this tendency to feel Pretty good about ourselves. When in reality, God has been working on our side through it all, not demanding the credit, but just there, just there with us. We talk to the kids in the children's sermon about what a good friend does. Scripture tells us there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There is no greater friend we will ever have than Jesus Christ in the Spirit, who is with us at all times, sticking with us closer than any friend that we could ever have. Christ beside us, Christ before us, Christ all around us, but also Christ within us, which brings up another point. If Christ is in us, then Christ can work through us. Not only is is Jesus giving us an experience, but Jesus wants to use us so that other people can experience him As well, We call this incarnational ministry. You've heard it said before, there are no hands for Christ except our hands. There are no feet for Christ except our feet. The church is the body of Christ. And so we minister to each other. We show Jesus, we share Jesus with each other through our actions and through our words. Which means that other people, their experience of Jesus may very well come through one of us at any given time. That is an amazing and powerful thought. And again, we might do like Barney. We might want to take credit for it. I remember there was one time, I may have shared this with you before, but there was this uh, girl in high school that I knew who wrote uh, poems and short stories. And I did too. And we would exchange these over lunch. And she would read my stuff and I would read hers. And we would talk about, you know, things. And... uh, and after we graduated high school, she went on to be a, uh, a youth pastor at UPATOI, United Methodist. She asked me to come out there one night and, and sing a little bit and talk to the youth there. And so I did. And, um, and then afterwards, I stuck around and we started talking about writing again. I don't remember anything that took place in that conversation. But she went on to publish not just one or two or three, several novels. And she told me later that something I said that night inspired her. And she went home and began working on her first novel that would be published. Now, of course, when she first told me this, I wanted to feel real proud of myself. I wanted to think, well, I I really passed on some wisdom there if I could inspire her to do all that. I wanted a little bit of credit. Then I got to thinking about it. I couldn't take credit for that because I don't even remember what I said. There's no telling what I said. But whatever it was, God somehow used that. The Holy Spirit somehow spoke through me and used those words to speak to her heart and inspire her in a way that she needed to be inspired at that particular moment in her life. And that's what God longs to do with every member of the church. To speak through us, to love through us, to serve through us. That's what incarnational ministry means. And when we go back to the beginning of this series, one of the things I said is, church is what happens when the Christ in me connects with the Christ in you. And that was St. Patrick's whole idea, is that Christ is all around us. Christ in the eye of the person who sees me and in the mouth of the person who speaks to me. So Christ is all out here, but Christ is also within here. He's around us, going before us and behind us, ever-present, ever-present. That's the advocate. That's the help that is on the way that Jesus was talking about. He said, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the Father. But I'm not leaving you as orphans. I will always be here with you. You will always be able to have new and shared experiences with me, through me, through the power of my spirit. There are a lot of great people Wise people who have made a profound impact on me and my life, Uh, some of them still alive and some of them not. Some of them I never knew personally, great writers, people like C.S. Lewis. I grew up reading C.S. Lewis, read him through my childhood, through my teen years, my early adult, really shaped a lot of my thinking. And C.S. Lewis died long before I was born, but his works and his writings are still there for me to read. But I don't pray to C.S. Lewis. I I can have an experience reading the works, the written words of C.S. Lewis. But I can't experience C.S. Lewis all around me. I can't experience C.S. Lewis coming from other people. We have loved ones in our lives that we have lost. We hold their love dear to us. We hold memories dear to us. But we don't pray to them. We don't expect them to be working behind the scenes for us. We don't expect them to be uh, speaking through other people to us because we know that they were people. C.S. Lewis was a person. All the great writers, they were people. Even the disciples, the apostles, they were people. Our loved ones are people. But Jesus Christ was something else. He was fully man, but he was also fully God. And God, the Father, sends us the Advocate so that Jesus Christ in his fullness can always be with us. That's why we're Christians. That's why we pray to Jesus. That's why we believe in Jesus, because we believe not just that we can talk to him, but that he can talk back to us. And it's not a mental illness at all. We believe what Jesus promises promises us right here in these scriptures. We believe that he says anyone who does believe, he will manifest himself to them. He will make himself known to each one of us through the very real, the very present power of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. May you experience that now, in 2018, and in every year beyond. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you are with us even when we don't understand it, even when we don't know it. Even when we want to take credit for what is going on around us. We thank you that you are with us. You are what wakes us up in the morning. You are what shields us. You are what gives us strength. You are there to guide us and you are there to work through us to guide other people. Lord, we ask that you continue to make us humble and mindful of that so that we continue to look for and seek your presence in all areas of our lives. Open our hearts, open our eyes, open our ears to see and understand this. and Make us aware in new ways each day of the presence and the power of your advocate, the helper that you promised us the Holy Spirit, who is with us at all times. We thank you and praise you for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hymn of invitation this morning is hymn number 371 in the United Methodist Hymnal. If you've made a decision of any type today, I invite you, and I encourage you to come forward and share that with us. As always, the altar is open for anyone who wishes to come forward and spend some time here in prayer. But please stand, if you are able, and join us in singing hymn number 371.